This is MMA Torch editor Jamie Pennick, and this is the Torch Daily News Brief for Tuesday, March 30th, 2010. Um, we've got UFC Fight Night 21, Florian vs. Gomi on Spike TV coming tomorrow night. Um, I posted up my uh, previews for the main card just uh, uh, a little while ago. Um, our four-fight main card starts with Nate Quarry and uh, Jorge Rivera. Um, a fight between two very good strikers um, that uh, are, are on pretty good runs in the UFC so far. Corey is a long-standing member of the UFC's middleweight division, obviously, uh, from season one of the old fighter and um, former challenger for the middleweight title, lost to Rich Franklin, of course. Um, he, he's 7-2 and two in the UFC, coming off a fight-of-the-night victory um, over Tim Crater in, in a fight that he got beat up pretty good himself. Um, but this is another one of those that's, that's going to be uh, an entertaining slugfest, and, and I think both both guys will be coming to uh, give the fans a show and, and, and put on um, quite a back-and-forth fight on the feet. Uh, I, I give the edge to Corey. He's, he's a, a better striker overall. He's got a better record. Um, uh, I, I, he's younger than Rivera as well. It's just it's a fight that Corey is primed to win. I've got him by TKO on the second. Um, Ross Pearson against Dennis Seaver, a really good uh, uh, bit of matchmaking against two um, exciting European fighters. Pearson, the uh, season nine lightweight winner of the Ultimate Fighter, um, looked very good against Aaron Riley his last time out. Uh, Riley's a longtime veteran, and, and, and Pearson just uh, kind of picked him apart before uh, the accumulation of damage on Riley's face caused doctors to stop the fight in the second round. Seaver has uh, two knockout-of-the-night victories in his last uh, three fights. Um, had a disappointing start to his UFC tenure with a 1-3 and three run before taking a fight out of the organization and coming back. He's won four fights in a row now, um, three of those in the UFC. And so uh, he provides a definite challenge for Pearson here, but it, it should be a very good fight. Roy Nelson and Stefan Struve, I mean, this is, we talked about this on the live cast on Sunday uh, on blogtalkradio.com slash MMA Torch. You can listen to that right now. But um, we talked about this fight where you've got a 6'11", 22-year-old and Stefan Struve, um, the, the barely six-foot uh, Roy Nelson. And um, you got the skinny, tall guy against short, wide guy. Uh, and... and you know, it, it looks almost like a mismatch, but at the same time, Nelson uh, uh, has fought the better competition throughout his career, despite Struve having a, um, more fights under his belt, which is kind of crazy considering Nelson is 11 years older than Struve. But um, Nelson has fought better competition. He's got the uh, jiu-jitsu to hang with uh, Struve and even give Struve troubles on the ground if the fight goes there. But I see this fight going a lot more... Um, like Struve's fight with Junior Dos Santos, uh, as well as Paul Buentello, where he wasn't able to really implement a game plan on the feet against either of those fighters. And uh, if Nelson can get within the reach of Struve like he did against Brendan Schaub, if he can push Struve up against the cage like Dos Santos was able to do and uh, land the, the, the strikes that he needs to, he's going to knock Struve out. I've got uh, Nelson by TKO on that one. Finally, Kenny Florian and Takanori Gomi. This is Florian's fight all the way. He's a, he's a better fighter. I, I honestly believe he's the best lightweight fighter not named BJ Penn. Um, 
seven and one in the U, uh, since losing to Sean Shirk in 2006 for the his first crack at the lightweight title. Um, I mean, if you look at that that seven and two run um, from that Shirk fight with that that loss there to uh, now, and, and he's got five submissions against top competition. Uh, I mean, he's he's faced some really really good fighters along the way and, and, and has bested them all. So. Um, Kenny Florian, I, I, I really think he's going to um, not have an easy time with Gomi, but he, he's going to be able to put him away. I've got Florian by submission in the second round. I mean, Gomi's got a, a very good record at 31-5 and five with one test. Of course, that came against uh, Nick Diaz in, in the fight, in, in the uh, loss by Gogo Plata that he had that was overturned because Diaz um, uh, tested positive for uh, marijuana in his system in that Pride event uh, in Las Vegas. So uh, that's what we got on tap tomorrow night. Um, be sure to check in here as uh, we'll have live coverage of the event round by round as we always do with star ratings and uh, ramifications and everything coming by fights uh, leading into the 11th season of The Ultimate Fighter that airs tomorrow. Speaking of that, more confusion abounds with uh, what's going on with the Chuck Liddell about, um, uh, he said on Monday in a, a conference call about it that uh, he's under the belief that he's still fighting um, Tito Ortiz. The, there's rumors, and Sherdog is sticking to their report that the Franklin Liddell fight is still in the works. Um, and then another report came out today that uh, I, I don't know that if there's much credence to it or not, but Heavy.com reported that one of their sources said that Chuck Liddell will be facing Randy Couture possibly at UFC 116 in the co-main event on uh, that July 3rd event to uh, Brock Lesnar, Shane Carwin. Uh, that's just, I mean, with three possible opponents here until the UFC um, officially announces anything other than uh, Liddell Ortiz, I mean, we just got to kind of take a wait-and-see approach to what's going to happen with uh, this event because right now we don't have a whole lot of uh, true answers, just a lot of rumors and speculation um, with a lot of misinformation and uh, things getting thrown out there, basically because of the confidentiality agreements with the Ultimate Fighter. And if something did go down with Tito Ortiz, they're trying to keep it under wraps and uh, not let it get out. Um, some negative ratings news for the UFC. The, the 111 prelims last Saturday on Spike TV drew the lowest ratings of any of the prelim events on Spike, um, bringing in 1.2 million viewers dropping below uh, the previous low um, of UFC 106, which uh, had 1.3 million viewers. Uh, and it's a significant drop from the UFC 109 prelims that took in 1.9 million uh, in February. So a definite drop-off on that. They had uh, the Elite Eight on CBS for part of March Madness, the NCAA tournament, of course, to, to battle with. But... Considering how many people were uh, likely tuning in for the uh, pay-per-view portion of the card, it's surprising that more didn't tune in for the uh, the, the free event. But um, moving on to quick update, uh, Bellator news: they officially announced the Hector Lombard versus Paulo Filio bout uh, that will be coming uh, to Bellator 18 on May 13th. Um, there's no uh, location or venue for that event as of yet, but uh, it's a it, it's a very good super fight between their middleweight champion and a former 
WEC middleweight champion and former top ten middleweight in Paulo Filio before um, his depression and um, chemical dependency came to the forefront for him. And um, he, he still hasn't fully recovered image-wise from that, even though he's uh, picked up a couple of victories since his uh, infamous bout with Shell Sonnen um, back in 2008. So that fight is on, and it's uh, definitely a good fight that uh, a lot of people are going to be intrigued with, and I know a lot of people will not believe that Filio is actually involved with the fight until he's actually in the cage and uh, <laughs> announced and ready to fight with uh, Lombard, but, I mean, it is what it is, and he, he's brought that kind of uh, image and feeling on himself. Um, finally, uh, last thing to touch on, uh, the UFC 115 event may not be dead for Vancouver. Um, UFC Vice President of Regulatory Affairs, Mark Ratner, uh, had told MMAJunkie.com that uh, they're still working on it and the they're still going forward with making that event happen um, in Vancouver. So um, yesterday's report from the Canadian press may be a bit premature, but there's still a lot of issues that they're trying to get uh, taken care of, and if they don't, then they won't be um, uh, then they won't be going forward with it. Um, the MMA Junkie report does say that UFC President Dana White told Rogers Sportsnet that uh, they just can't wait any longer to announce the event, so they're in the process of moving it to the U.S. because uh, there's so much battling going on behind the scenes with um, the Vancouver City Council and uh, the the bylaws in, in British Columbia that still technically um, have the sport as an illegal activity under the country's criminal code. So... Um, Got a lot of issues that still need to be worked out on that front, but uh, if it doesn't come in June, they'll they'll keep working on it, I'm sure, because the UFC wants to run uh, more venues in Canada, and uh, Vancouver was definitely going to be a major step forward for them in the country. So um, it's something they're going to continue to work on, but it's becoming increasingly likely that uh, the 115 event will not take place uh, in Vancouver unless they're able to uh, get some worked out here shortly. Um, otherwise, as Dana White said, they, they need to announce the event and announce tickets on sale and, and give people time to prepare uh, trips if they're going to go and uh, all, all of that that goes into it. So um, that's what we've got for tonight. Be sure to check, uh, uh, check back tomorrow night for the Fight Night 21 event and the debut of the 11th season of The Ultimate Fighter. Um, again, we'll have round-by-round coverage of the event as it airs on Spike TV and um, reports and commentary on uh, the Ultimate Fighter debut uh, throughout the throughout the week and then uh, and then it'll be getting geared up for UFC 112 um, coming up on April 10th and then we've got three straight weeks of, uh, of MMA action um, in, in April the 10th, the 17th, and the 24th with uh, major events on each night so um, just Continue to stay tuned to uh, MMATorch.com. Be sure to check out our Sunday livecast, uh, Sunday conversation with uh, me and Torch columnist Matt Pelkey uh, co-hosting the show. And um, we've got Sunday's uh, episode up on iTunes and blogtalkradio.com slash MMATorch. 
Uh, you can check them out there. And you can also join us live every Sunday from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time uh, and call in and join in the conversation. This last week we had a 25-minute conversation with Uriah Faber. Um, that was quite enjoyable. And uh, we'll um, have plenty more to talk about this week with uh, this fight night and the debut of The Ultimate Fighter and um, getting more geared up towards... Uh, uh, the UFC 112 event as well, in and the UFC's debut in Abu Dhabi. So uh, thanks for listening in once again. Uh, this is Torch Editor Jamie Pennock signing off.